Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today at Choose Life Radio. This is Jill Taylor. I'm your host. And have you ever been involved in a court case that you probably hoped would be fair and balanced? Because today, David Delighton is our guest, and I think he got anything but a fair and balanced trial. So we're going to unpack that today. Welcome, David. Good to be here. By the way, we have a few things in common. We're both born in California. We both attended Claremont College. So just to the huge difference between the dates, that's all there is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, most importantly, we're both defending the lives of the unborn, as well as the lives of aging and dying. So help me unpack your story for our guest today. Sure. So I've been involved in uh, in the sort of undercover pro-life citizen journalism for probably about 12 years at this point. I used to work as the director of research for the organization Live Action uh, with my friend Lila Rose, who many of your listeners may be familiar with mm-hmm. with her work and, and their work. Um, and I worked with them for about five years from 2008 to 2013. And during that time period, the particular topic of baby body parts trafficking came across my radar about 10 years ago in 2010. It was an issue that just hit me really hard about 10 years ago when I first learned about it and started reading up on it. There had been an early expose done on it by the group Life Dynamics out in Texas in 1999 and 2000. But then I was really shocked 10 years ago to find out that at that point in 2010, it had been you know another 10 years since some of that information had first been published and Planned Parenthood and their allies in the establishment media had completely swept it under the rug, pretended like it never happened. And no major pro-life advocacy organization, no major citizen journalism organization or, or any establishment media for that matter had, had followed up on the, on the story and on that scandal. What hit me so hard about it was just that there's this paradox at the heart of the commercial and scientific exploitation of children in the womb, which is that the body parts are only valuable for Planned Parenthood to sell or for government-funded scientists to experiment with, precisely because they're human beings just like us. They're not hunting like buried treasure after little guinea pig brains or little frog hearts or little mouse livers. They're looking for human baby body parts for medical and pharmaceutical and different kinds of scientific experimentation, um, and they want them as fresh and whole as possible. The orders are being placed on them while the children are still alive. And so I was really convicted very strongly that this issue is particularly horrifying, but also particularly clarifying for the abortion debate in our country. And I felt really strongly that it deserved to have a very in-depth, long-term sort of update and follow-up, a very extensive visual expose because that hadn't really been done before. So in 2013, I I got the opportunity to found the Center for Medical Progress as a new vehicle to uh, do a a full, comprehensive, very in-depth, gradual, undercover investigation of contemporary baby body parts trafficking. And the rest is history. We, We did that project for about two and a half years from January of 2013 to July of 2015. And then we started releasing the videos that have become so 
infamous and had such an impact over the past couple of years here. Yeah, wow. Well, you sped through that. There's a lot to unwrap. One of the things that I really am feeling God's touch on this radio program is that we're trying to speak to Christians. We're trying to speak to people who haven't necessarily heard anything from the pulpit or very little from the pulpit about the issue of abortion. And I can't tell you how many times uh, someone, especially 50 or older, might say to me something about, well, Planned Parenthood does some wonderful stuff. They're good. And, you know, you just shrink. You say, no, they aren't. You don't know what they're all about. But they promote themselves extremely well. I think the difference between centers that all have different names across the nation versus Planned Parenthood. It's just a problem for people to think that they're a good organization. Yeah, you know, Planned Parenthood has really, you know, they they worked very carefully to craft their branding many, many decades ago, and they've had hundreds of millions of billions of of taxpayer dollars really over the past several decades here to promote that branding and refine it and really try and draw this uh, deceptive and protective facade over their criminal abortion business, which is the core of who they are and what they do. You know, Planned Parenthood, that phrase, it sounds like a place where you could go to take parenting classes or to pick up baby strollers or something like that. But Mm -hmm. in reality, Planned Parenthood is the biggest abortion provider in the entire country. They provide very little prenatal care, almost no adoption referrals, but they do close to 350,000 abortions every single year now. They make up about 40% of the nationwide market in abortions. And whenever there's any attempt whatsoever just to enact reasonable limits on the industrial scale abortion that exists in our country, Planned Parenthood is always the first to rush into federal court. They provide the political cover and the and the media uh, air cover for the pro-abortion agenda and for the abortion industry in the country. They are the flagship of the American abortion industry, and they have worked very, very hard for many decades to try to cover that up and to try to pretend that there's something different. They want to pretend that they are a mainstream, reasonable healthcare organization, but that could not be further from the reality. They are an abortion business, first and foremost, and their business model is focused around hurting and killing and selling people. And just telling lies, looking at a ultrasound with a client on the table and saying, oh, see, it's nothing. It's nothing. And it's really discouraging when people go in already in conflict over what they're going to do or lack of support, and they get into a place where someone is trying to hit a goal of how many abortions they can get that month. Tell me a little bit more about Center for Medical Progress. Sure. So CMP is a a nonprofit citizen journalism organization. We're focused on monitoring and reporting on medical ethics and advances with a special focus on bioethical issues that impact human dignity. So we've been very, very occupied with the baby parts investigation and and the release and the promotion of that information to the public for the past several years here. And obviously Planned Parenthood and their allies have not been happy that this information has been widely disseminated to the public. So they've been pushing back and really retaliating with everything that they have at their disposal, including their millions of dollars in taxpayer funding, their uh, highly placed political allies in places like California and San Francisco and Washington, D.C., 
It's really an ongoing fight to try and continue to protect our right to do citizen journalism under the First Amendment and to publish information to the public and to protect the public's right to consume true information about a large, wealthy, powerful, popular, taxpayer-funded organization. And Planned Parenthood is international. I want to make that known to our listeners that we have countries that have laws against abortion, and we have Planned Parenthood going in and and creating clinics in those nations. So we're taking lives of people all over the world through Planned Parenthood and those organizations that are supported by them. Yes, Planned Parenthood is, uh, they're headquartered in in New York City as as an American organization, but they have offices all around the country. They have agreements and lots of involvement with different international chapters around the country, and they are very focused on pioneering experimental abortion techniques in America and then exporting those to other countries, exporting those to third world countries in order to test them out on vulnerable populations there. The activities that they're involved in overseas are very troubling and very disturbing. And again, it's all being supported and propped up by U.S. taxpayer funding, very sadly. The the defunding of Planned Parenthood in America has begun. Sadly, they continue to bill more and more money to taxpayers each year, according to their annual reports. So it's it's quite a problem, and it's still looking for a complete shutoff from the federal government. When I think of you sitting in a restaurant doing undercover work with the, the people who have evil minds to start with, I can't imagine how frightening that might be to have done that and how you had to have total control of your face and your responses and everything because they were saying such horrible things. How did you deal with that? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question, and it's, it's definitely a, a really unique kind of situation to be in. I, I believe very strongly that the best undercover work can only be done from a place of love. And that love will will definitely cast out some of that fear. You do it out of love for the victims that you're trying to stand up for and that you're trying to share the truth about. And you also have to do it out of love for the person who is doing bad things, who's sitting across from you at the lunch table or the or the dinner table. So we should go into every every encounter praying for forgiveness for the enemy, praying for all curses to be turned into blessings and for those to return upon whoever sent them three times over so that the entire project, every aspect of the undercover work would be covered with a petition to God for um, for forgiveness for the other side, for forgiveness for the abortion industry and for mercy for um, families and women and children in the womb who are threatened by abortion. I think that was the right way to do it, and I think that that is that is one of the reasons why me and the other undercover actors that I trained were able to have these conversations with some of Planned Parenthood's most prominent late-term abortion leaders, and we were able to get through those conversations. And it was definitely hard. It was definitely sad. There were definitely some moments that were very scary, but it was all done from a place of love and knowing that we had this this opportunity to carry the spirit of God to the existential margins of humanity. Mm-hmm. There's no more more existential margin, no sort of extent of the human experience, I think, that's more desperate than industrial-scale abortion, the abortion clinic where children are being killed, or just the, the interaction and engagement with a late-term abortion provider, someone yeah. who has given themselves over to this kind of activity. David, we call that a call that God has given you, and I love that you followed that call. We're going to be right back after a very short break. We're talking with David Delighton, and we will have more conversation on Choose Life Radio. Thanks for joining us today for the conversation here on Choose Life Radio. We are a listener-supported ministry. 
Your tax-deductible gift today helps educate hearts and minds on God's wondrous provision of life. If you'd like to send a generous gift and help us continue broadcasting on this station, you can visit our website, chooseliferadio.com. Click on the Donate button and follow the directions. You can give online, or if you're more comfortable, simply mail us a check. Our P.O. box is listed on the website. Choose Life Radio focuses on the sanctity of human life from conception. And your kind and generous gift today, well, it makes this broadcast a reality. When you make your gift, please indicate the call letters of this station. And while you're visiting ChooseLifeRadio.com, we'd love to hear from you in other ways. You can email Jill directly or connect through social media. And remember, all of our past broadcasts are available to you as podcasts in our archive section. So visit today, ChooseLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Choose Life Radio, and you are spending some time here with Jill Taylor, your host, and David Delighton. Uh, sometimes that name doesn't ring a bell if you haven't been following the issues of the pregnancy concerns, and especially about those who are ending life with abortion techniques. But David has become intimately involved with this group as he's tried to open up and show the truth of what's happening at Planned Parenthood. But David, we're so glad to have you with us. Thanks for joining us today. I wonder if you'll share about undercover videos that you did take uh, and, and about selling baby parts to buyers like the STEM Express. What was the result of it? What was your next step? Yeah. So when we did our undercover investigation, we were basically posing as a new startup biotech company that wanted to partner with big Planned Parenthood surgical abortion centers and send our technicians into the clinics to harvest the body parts and then pay Planned Parenthood based on the number of marketable parts that we could harvest and then resell to different researchers for experimentation. We were modeling ourselves after real-life biotech companies that have been started over the past 10 years or so. Companies like STEM Express, like Novagenics Laboratories, like Da Vinci Biosciences, these are all real-life startup biotech companies that um, in the past decade or two started up and embedded themselves within some of the biggest Planned Parenthood surgical abortion centers in the country. And their business model was basically to be the middleman wholesaler of fetal organs and tissues from abortions. To, uh, to harvest them inside the clinics, to pay the clinics by the number of parts that they could get each day, and then to turn around and resell those to taxpayer-funded researchers for the government, for the NIH, to resell them to major uh, university research centers, to resell them to big pharmaceutical companies. And that was their business model. And so really all we had to do undercover is just tell Planned Parenthood, you know, we love what you do. And we would like to come in and, and buy body parts from you. And they were so eager to welcome one more player to the table. And they brought us in so quickly into their inner circle. And so we were able to have very extensive meetings with some of the highest level leadership in Planned Parenthood's national organization, their senior director of medical services, who was the top provider at Planned Parenthood, oversees all of the clinical work across the country, writes the how-to manual for running your Planned Parenthood abortion clinic, trains the other abortion doctors. Uh, we sat down with her for a very famous lunch meeting where over wine and salad, she was discussing the way that she changes her abortion methods in order to get more marketable body parts and confirming that 
Planned Parenthood expects to be paid per specimen. The, the quid pro quo in the transaction is always the number of fetuses or the number of fetal body parts that can be supplied to the buyer. And that's a direct violation of the federal law against trading in human body parts for valuable consideration. It's also a gross violation of federal law and a gross violation of, of just basic medical ethics to change the way that you're providing care, uh, allegedly care, to a patient for completely non-medical reasons, just making decisions about a patient's medical care solely based on increasing your finances as a, as a business, which is what Planned Parenthood was doing when they would resort to illegal methods of abortion, like the partial birth abortion method, where they would actually, this is what Dr. Nicotola, the senior director of medical services, described on the undercover video described actually using ultrasound to flip the baby into a feet first position so that you could slowly and gradually bring the baby out feet first, then the torso, then the shoulders, and finally the head and get the baby all out in one piece so that you could have a complete infant to dissect and harvest body parts out of. Um, it's absolutely horrifying what was captured on that undercover footage. It made a huge impact when we started releasing it in 2015. Those videos have led to two major congressional investigations. Those investigations yielded dozens of criminal and regulatory referrals for Planned Parenthood and their business partners to state and local and federal law enforcement. There was an ongoing FBI and DOJ investigation of Planned Parenthood and their business partners that was announced at the end of 2017. And the two companies that they've been working with the longest in Southern California Da Vinci Biosciences and DV Biologics were actually shut down by the Orange County District Attorney, and they admitted guilt for selling body parts from Planned Parenthood Orange County against the law, and they were shut down in a $7.8 million lawsuit. Wow. Uh, and then we've also seen the, the uh, Trump administration has begun administratively to begin the defunding of Planned Parenthood from taxpayer dollars, and they've also prohibited fetal experimentation at government laboratories. So the work is not done yet. We're still waiting to find out the results of the DOJ investigation, but there's been a huge impact from the footage. And I think that, um, I think that it has really shocked the conscience of the country. I think it's in the way that we talk about children in the womb and talk about abortion policy. Um, and I think that the results are, are continuing to come in. You had uh, an experience with uh, California's Attorney General Kamala Harris in her L.A. office. She met with people from Planned Parenthood. What was the outcome of that meeting? Yeah, so Kamala Harris, who is currently the uh, the U.S. Senator from California, before that she was the Attorney General of the state of California, elected with tons of Planned Parenthood donations. And so after the undercover videos were released, a group of the top CEOs and other officials from Planned Parenthood in California had an in-person meeting with Kamala Harris in Los Angeles. And we actually have the agenda items from that meeting in, a, in an email. And they were discussing both Planned Parenthood's political agenda in the state of California, the laws they want passed and things like that. And they were also discussing issues raised by the undercover videos and the investigation they wanted Kamala Harris's office to do of me and of my organization, the Center for Medical Progress. And just about two weeks after that meeting, Kamala Harris ordered a raid on my apartment. There was a search warrant served at my home 11 of the California DOJ state law enforcement agents came in. They had bomb-sniffing dogs. They had giant assault rifles. Oh, my and gosh. And they, they raided my home. They took all of my video recording equipment. They took all of my laptops and hard drives. 
they reviewed some of the printouts of different invoices that I had for baby body parts orders from companies like STEM Express and Advanced Bioscience Resources harvesting at Planned Parenthood in California. They reviewed those, but they left those. They didn't take the evidence of Planned Parenthood and their business partners' crimes. They just tried to take away my videos and take away my ability to continue to publish videos. So that has led to, from the investigation and raid launched by Kamala Harris's office, that's led to nine felony charges being filed against me and one of my undercover colleagues in San Francisco State Court by the California Attorney General's office. They are all based on the California video recording law, which uh, is, is well known. You can record a conversation in a restaurant something that people can be expected to overhear in California. And indeed, local news journalists in California are still recording and publishing undercover stings in California on a weekly basis. Not a single one of them has been raided by the Attorney General's office, has been prosecuted by the Attorney General's office. My case is the first and only time in the nearly 60-year history of the California video recording law that it has ever been used to prosecute news gathering. Wow. Wow, that is a statement. And when you're saying that, you're showing how evil and how strong Planned Parenthood is, because it doesn't happen outside of that. Only someone who is out to really trap them and really show the truth could have that kind of a situation. Tell me about the trial. You had somebody who was actually an abortionist who shared something with you that was amazing? Yes, at the end of 2019. There was, uh, in the in this uh, state case in San Francisco, there was what's called a preliminary hearing, which is when the judge has to decide if there's actually probable cause for the charges that the prosecutor wants in order to move forward to a full jury trial. So at the preliminary hearing, the prosecutor is putting on their evidence. The defense is allowed to call their own witnesses to testify in front of the judge. And so one of the expert witnesses that we called is my friend, Dr. Forrest Smith. He is a, a very long-time uh, still-practicing abortion provider in Northern California. Dr. Smith reached out to me a couple of years ago after the undercover videos were were released, and we've sort of gotten to know each other over the past several years here. So Dr. Smith was willing to testify at the preliminary hearing as an expert witness and, and really tear back the veil from this expert experience standpoint of what Planned Parenthood is actually doing to their patients and what they're actually doing to children in the womb. And Dr. Smith shared two pieces of information that I think I mean, were absolutely shocking and startling to me, and I think were, were shocking to the judge and are shocking to everybody. Number one, the dosage of the drug misoprostol, which Planned Parenthood uses in their late-term abortion procedures in order to um, get the patient dilated enough to do the abortion, he shared that the level of dosage that Planned Parenthood is using of that drug is four to eight times the normal level that you would use to induce labor in a patient who is ready to have a baby. Mm. So he's saying that what Planned Parenthood is doing is when they're getting ready to do a late-term abortion, they are throwing the patient into tumultuous labor and making it extremely likely that before the doctor can even do the regular dismemberment abortion procedure, the baby is just going to be born there in the abortion clinic, which is very, very attractive for harvesting of body parts. And then the second piece of information he shared was that once a fetus is disconnected from the umbilical cord, um, and this is hard to talk about during a late-term abortion, just assuming no other dismemberment, no other getting, just getting pulled away from the umbilical cord uh, support, 
that it will take approximately seven minutes on average for the baby to bleed out and for the heart to stop beating. And based on the statements made on the undercover videos about the amount of time that some people involved in body parts harvesting have this is, you know, just fall out after three minutes and and things like that, he concludes that it is a to a medical certainty that these late term in these late term abortions that children are actually being born alive with a beating heart at the time that they're actually being used for harvesting and for sale of the body parts. So, oh, David, um, so, you're, the things you're sharing are so hard to hear. And yeah. yet we are so grateful for this interview with you because I, again, I believe that somehow or other there's a cover up in our world of the sinister things that Satan is doing. And, and it's really important for us to uncover them and to fight against them because they can't fight for themselves. They're in the womb. They can't fight for themselves. But you have done something that will hopefully change and and affect the abortion industry. We'll be praying for you. We'll continue to look at your website, which is centerformedicalprogress.org. If you want to see any of those videos, if you want to find a way to support this incredible opportunity, please go to that website, centerformedicalprogress.org. And David, we thank you so much for being with us and sharing this truth. This has just really been helpful to us. Thank you so much. It was it was great to be on with you. Please go to our website, Choose Life Radio, to find out how you can support this message of saving the lives of children and protecting them by helping moms understand what abortion truly is and making a different choice, making a life choice. So you can hear past interviews and you can leave me a quick comment or, or send support via mail to Post Office Box 36622, Canton, Ohio 44735. We would love to hear from from you. So please continue to let us know how we're doing and what you'd like to hear. We're done for today. Thank you for joining us at Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.